Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Good morning, Benny. Howdy doodly. Howdy doodly. <laughs> Woo! I like it. Kids are in school. They are. This is uh. Let's see. What is it? Their fifth day. Uh, they started last week. They had you know like an intro class uh to the new school. They're in sixth grade, so they're officially starting middle school. I feel like. I no longer can help them oh. with their homework. They're now probably smarter than I am. So <laughs> that's not going to help me because I really want to be involved still. They are taking Spanish. I did take three years in high school, so I think I might have a little opportunity there. But everywhere else, nope, I'm off. Like, I can't help with their homework anymore. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So you say, listen, I love you and I'm supporting you. Yeah. I'll hold the space. Go for it. Well, right? even, even yeah. last year, you know, their math homework, we'll, we'll just jump back really fast. I know we have an amazing show in, in, in front of us, but like sure. you yeah. always jump back to the ways you were taught how to do, you know, subtraction, addition, multiplication, division, all that. And then they're like, that's not how we were taught, dad. <laughs> There's a totally different way. I'm like, okay, so you can still reach the same, you know, result, the same. And he's, but that's not how we do it. I'm like, okay, well, this exactly. is how I do it. And they're like, yeah, the answer is right, but we can't do it that way. I'm like, well, how do you do it? And then they explain it. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I miss I those to, days. Yeah. I have to say the new math for me. And, and of course, I'm of an age, I mean, like I was taught phonics and mm. we had to memorize the math tables. And, yeah. and it was, you know, we just, boom, that's what it is. And, I remember one of two, mm -hmm. me and this other kid in class, either fifth or sixth grade, too, we would always be the fastest on the hundred to do the hundred um, multiplications uh, in a row. Yeah. And so yeah. we'd always go back and forth. And then everyone in the class hated us, but it's all memorization. Yeah. That's so, all it was. Yeah. 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 And, and now it's, it's different. My, totally. my eyes start to roll in my head and I'm like, Okay. All right. It's just different, different yeah. things, you know, got to roll with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we said lots of good thoughts and, and love out there to all, everybody going back to school and getting your yeah. uh, schedule mm -hmm. back on track with whatever that means. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people have been talking about being tired <laughs> and <laughs> are you watching Sometimes, me while I'm sleeping? What's no, going no, on no. over here? Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. So, uh, yeah, take care of yourself. And we're entering yeah. fall and it's beautiful outside Seattle in uh, uh, September. Yeah. Oh, I was um, going to go. You can take the show. Over. I know. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a nap here in the back. That's why we have coffee and um, mud water and all of these mud beautiful water. Yeah, nice. mud water <laughs> to uh, get us going in the morning. So, anyway, I hope you're enjoying yourself and um, your family and your loved ones. You're going to really love the show today because we're going to talk about love. Yep. Yeah, we are. We have a great guest. I'm going to launch into, I know, I love that. A little love yeah. right there. A little heart love and everybody. Yeah, thank you, Janine. We're going to do that with her too. And she's hanging in the side there, side wing. She's in the green room and uh, having her little refreshment. We, we've stepped we up our in. game here at the station. We have a green room now <laughs> at, their own, at their own place. Right. Of course. Yes. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, she's practicing vocal exercises in the green room before mm -hmm. she comes on. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Janine, for going along with that. Anyway, like I said, I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. For the last 27, 28 years, I never quite know how, many, how much time it's been, 
Um, you can find out more about that at ReikiOasis.com. And of course, I do everything from Reiki to um, past life regression therapy and channeling work. So um, reach out if you if any of that appeals to you. I do have a Reiki One class coming up on Saturday, which is the day after tomorrow, which will be, uh, what is that, September 10th, I guess. I don't know what day it is. Today is September 8th, right? And if you want to come, I do have room. I have very small classes. I am teaching in person at Reiki Oasis in the classroom. And it's great fun. Reiki One, I think everybody should take Reiki One. It it's just helps you get in touch with some other dimensional reality. We are more than our physical bodies. There's a lot more going on here. And as we evolve, I'm just like, God, yeah, let's do this thing, right? Let's do it. Now, as far as astrology goes, as I mentioned last week, we currently have five planets retrograde. The, the five are Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And guess what? Tomorrow, yeah, September 9th, Mercury goes retrograde because it's got to join the party. Party, and be... <laughs> party, party, woo! <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. All right. It's a retrograde party. All right. Wouldn't you want to do a retrograde party? I mean, think about your outfit, right? What would you wear? Oh boy. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, do I really want to answer that? I feel like there would just be a lot going on there. A lot. Going I think on. so too. Okay. Because every, yeah, everybody'd be like, "Well, what should I? Is it the 1980s, Loretta? What is it? Right? Is it 1860? What is it? Right? Just mash so, them all together." And yeah, exactly. So if I say it like that, it was really help everybody understand that retrogrades simply mean you are going to revisit something from the past. You're going to resolve it, redo it, remember it, you know, restructure it. You get the idea. Um, so if there's things that you have been hanging on to that you need to let go of, <laughs> six planet retrogrades are going to help you take a look at that and go, hmm. Do I really want to take that forward with me? Uh, and actually we do. We want to move forward as unencumbered as we can, recognizing everything is for our own personal and spiritual growth. So perhaps there are conversations you need to revisit. Maybe there's relationships you need to renew or let go of or upgrade, right? Restructure. Maybe there's ideas or beliefs that are just so worn out and valid. You've been hanging on to that idea forever. Life has to be this way, blah, blah, blah. And um, so one of my clients said the other day, she goes, Loretta, how long am I going to hang on to this thing? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, you've hung on to it for 35 years, but you could let it go. What would happen if you let it go, right? So um, in short, the old ways of doing things need revamping to move forward in a new and refreshing way. Um, remember, this is personal. It's also global. And retrograde energy can feel a little bit sluggish. It can slow you down. It might make you feel heavier than normal. You might need extra sleep. You might think all you need to do is eat, you know, like so remember to keep your balance and it is always a good idea to remain grounded and uh, people ask me all the time loretta how do you ground yourself you're so grounded and i go well i spend a lot of time in nature anything that reminds you you have a body will ground you dancing singing drinking water getting sleep right 
these kinds of things. And if you're very, very flighty, you know, there's this thing that says, you know, touch five things, smell five things, you know, whatever that is, look at things, get yourself back in your body and don't float around. By the way, fear and anger and these things sometimes can lift us out of our body and we forget who we are. So come on back, come down, come on. It's retrograde time. It's a retrograde party. Let's use it for our good. Now, as I say, Mercury stations retrograde in the air sign of Libra on September 9th, but it will make its way back into the earth sign of Virgo later in the month on September 23rd, and it will stay retrograde. It stations direct on October 2nd. So this energy is going to help uncover things in our subconscious mind, uh, things that have been uh, brushed under the carpet, so to speak. And then on Saturday, more beautiful things we have uh which is september 10th we have a beautiful full moon in pisces which carries a soft poetic vibration and because mercury is uh, going retrograde just before that you might feel a little foggy a little scattered a little dreamy you might feel a little bit all over the place you know because that that it's a little bit of a floaty energy so allow these energies to work through your being in a way that inspires your imagination, your creativity, and your dream life. So give yourself permission to feel a little bit lighter and maybe even tap into it's a great day for meditation. It's a great day. It's a full moon, right? So it can help you um, uh, get rid of rigid habits, be a little bit more flexible, you know, dance under the moon. Don't go crazy. <laughs> Always like, what's that shirt like? It's not my fault. It was a full moon and I was unattended or something like that, right? So <laughs> be careful out there. Okay. From September 11th to September 30, the Saturn Uranus square is one degree, degree away from exactitude. And that means that the, that makes it a stronger aspect. And it's going to remain close all through the month. This is an aspect that was ruling last year, and it has revisited us, and it is Saturn, the planet of tradition, boundaries, rules, and regulations, kind of clanging up against Uranus, the planet of innovation, freedom, and radical new ideas. So this energy wants to break loose. It wants to uproot us. It wants to plant new things. Being in a square alignment indicates tension between these two forces. Do I stay here? Do I go there? Right? It's that sort of uh, questioning. So you might find yourself revisiting any themes that were prevalent in your life in February, June, or December of 2021, or really across the whole last year. And for several years now, we have been directly challenged with the old ways, which are making some people feel very restricted, very oppressed, very worn out, uh, very dusty, right? And the new ways that are calling us forward, the heart always calls us forward into freedom and says, take a leap of faith, or some of you might even need to blow your lives up in order to build a new one that is in more in alignment with who you find yourselves to be now. So as I say, the heart knows the way. <laughs> which is a great segue for my guest. Woohoo! 
I love how that comes together. Anyway, my guest today is Janine Miller Delaney, counselor, spiritual life coach, and author of a really great book called Your Indelible Worth, a spiritual journey dedicated to your highest self. This is a spiritual self-help book, a journal, and a devotional all wrapped up in one to help remind you of the unchangeable worth hmm, that lies within you and how deeply you are loved. Janine is a licensed professional clinical counselor, a counseling supervisor with a Master of Arts degrees, degree in counseling and her own practice in Upper Sandusky, Ohio. She has spent decades helping people from every walk of life as they journey through their life struggles, overcome obstacles and discover woo, their inner power. And she works with people through private counseling, life coaching, retreats, workshops, radios, speaking, interviews, articles, blogging, social media, you get the idea. She's out there. She wants to help. So welcome to the show, Janine. I'm so glad to have you here. I can't wait for you to bring your messages of love to my audience. Thank you so much, Loretta. It is such a pleasure to be here. Yes. And everything is just fitting so beautifully together. So that's exciting. Yes, it is. Um, like I said, the opening astrology check-in, you know, it's just weather report of the cosmos. Um, but people are really in this time um, to, you know, kind of, um, what, change their lives up. Yeah, mm -hmm. reevaluate that retrograde yeah. concept that all just fits with us wanting to shift things and rework old stuff that isn't working. Yeah. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see that Janine has a, a, a ball of light above her head. Yes, there you go. If you put your head right there, it's coming right oh. out of your crown chakra. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she has arrived and she's bringing her light with her. Um, I would love for you to tell us about your spiritual journey. How did you get to this point? Uh, I mean, you're a clinical counselor, right? And now you're right. doing, doing something a little bit different, I suppose. Yes, thank you for asking that. I have been a student of A Course in Miracles for many, many, many years. And I have always had a passion for bringing spiritual concepts into the blend of therapy and healing. And so that has, you know, led me on this journey, but there's been a bit of a, a challenge that I've discovered, you know, as people are, as, as you mentioned in the retrograde concept, as we're trying to work through uh, old destructive patterns and habits, we really need to be able to go to that pain and bring it to that loving, compassionate voice within, to the divine within. And what I've noticed is that so many people just don't have an ex much of an experience of contact with that loving, compassionate voice within, with, with the divine within all of us. And so that has led me to dive deeper into trying to help people get to that place but I think I might have digressed a bit or moved ahead too quickly. My own spiritual 
journey is is deep you know i've come from a um faith community that's very open and affirming of all faiths and people of all walks of life and here probably i i wonder there's a, there's a long backstory that goes behind this book and i wonder if as you're asking about my spiritual journey if this is where i should share oh, the backstory yeah. yes okay so about 15 years ago this is this is a story i didn't share for many years um so i feel like i'm coming out a little bit as i begin to share more openly with folks my husband and i um we live in a small little rural town in ohio so it's a bit a bit conservative for for us from a from a faith perspective but we like to experience our faith in different ways and we went to and we're both we were both were raised in christian communities so we went to a a, a service the week of easter entitled the stations of the cross and which you know people were we were led to experience what it must have what it might have been like for jesus in in the journey with the cross and and we were walking home from that it was an early spring day beautiful day and my husband had mentioned to me you know what i just don't get is why did he have to die such a painful death why did it have to be so horrible and i really didn't have the answer for that so you know i I was kind of quiet. I didn't know what to say to it. So we kind of moved on and probably went on to what are we going to have for dinner or something like that. And we went home and we just, it was a kind of a lazy afternoon. We took a nap in our bedroom. And this is, this is the part that has been really somewhat life-changing for me. We fell asleep and then I was awakened to a vision and I would say I was I was not asleep because I was aware that he was sleeping next to me, but I felt myself to be in kind of like a trance-like state. And in the vision, I felt myself to be right there amongst the crowd watching Jesus carry the cross. And I heard the crowd and I felt it. And I can, as I go back there, you know, I can feel the dust. I can feel the the heaviness. I can see Jesus. And I I heard a voice just say to me, he had to die such a terrible death so that you would know there is nothing you could ever do to me that would keep me from loving you. And then the voice said to me three times, tell them how much I love them. Tell them how much I love them. Tell them how much I love them. And I was of course in shock <laughs> at this experience i was aware that my husband was still sleeping or still next to me so just as i was watching this vision and hearing this voice i just said um i have the answer to your question and i just repeated verbatim what i was seeing and what i was hearing and i'm not sure at what point he woke up in in that i keep asking him what was that like for you so you know that I spent days going, well, how, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to tell them how much you love them? And I, you know, from a, from a clinical counseling standpoint, I don't actually insert my own beliefs into those experiences. I'd like to guide people to find their own truth within themselves. 
So it always felt a bit like a mystery to me. How, how should I share this? And then what we do is we fast forward uh, about 15 years and it was, uh, I think it was maybe 2017. I was having a whole lot of health issues and I was watching the news way too much every morning, every night. <laughs> and I was eating breakfast and I was watching the news and this seems like a no brainer, but at some point in that you know, moment, I finally dawned on me, this news is making you sick. You're watching the news is just making you physically sick. So I committed to myself to just go cold turkey with the news, which I have to admit I was addicted to at the time and um, committed to writing out every morning because I, I know from a therapy standpoint, we need to bring our pain to that voice of love itself, um, that compassionate voice, the divine within us. So I began to write my struggles and my feelings out every morning. And then I meditated. I'd already been meditating, but I think this combination made a huge difference. And then I would sit and I would meditate and I would say, may I hear what you would have me hear? May I know what you would have me know? And lo and behold, I started hearing the voice again. And I just got this, this just flow of loving, compassionate, and yet educational messages every morning, just consistently. So I just quick grabbed a pen and just started writing. I've got tons of sheets all over the place. I wish I had dated things. I wish I had been more organized because at the time it was just my own personal wow. <laughs> but what I discovered was this, this voice was, would address and answer any question I had and just, it just was overwhelmingly beautiful. So then I realized at some point it dawned on me, ah, there's the answer to the question, how do I tell them how much you love them? I just hadn't listened. You know, I hadn't taken it the next step years ago to listen to how else I was supposed to do that. So that became your indelible worth. That's such a beautiful story. I um, thank you so much for sharing that. I wanted you to share that story because I think that when we come out of personal experience, mm -hmm. you know, heart knowledge, not head knowledge. Yes. Then it's, it's, it's potent, it's powerful. Like mm -hmm. how can we speak of love if we're not coming from that loving place within us? Right, right, right. Yeah. And and for me, it created a, even a new awakening of my own worth, you know, because I had tapped in, I had let myself receive those messages. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we're in this state of denial about the union we share with the divine. And so we don't really let it in. We don't really let ourselves comprehend and integrate the truth that that we are one and that we love is trying to speak to us and reach us are we afraid of love are we afraid of letting it in that deep well i think that that does make sense i think for many many people 
it's very scary. It's overwhelming. And for so many people, there's just so many confusing, complicating messages that go with the term God or people's religious experiences, which was why I actually, because I kept asking, can you give me a name? Who is speaking to me? <laughs> um, and so I, I kept getting, we're all one. There is no name. There might've been one moment where I heard I am, I am who I am. So I decided to call it love itself because, because there are so many people that have experienced such kind of negative connotations with even the word God. Yes. Um, years ago, mm -hmm. years, years ago, <laughs> um, I was living overseas and I was finishing up my degree. Um, right. And needed to fill in a, a whole bunch of just extra credit stuff, right. That had nothing to do. I was getting a degree in music. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I decided to take on a study of world religions, which was a very massive task. It was a nine credit course. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I tried on a whole bunch of religions. I was raised Christian also, and I, mm -hmm. I got into the depths of things and tried them all on. And I wrote my, um, my thesis, right, on, on what was it that I discovered after doing that journey and mm. I discovered that no matter which door I went through, I ended up in a sanctuary of love. Yeah, that's and beautiful. That, and that God was love. It was experiential love mm. to the point where um, when I talk about it, I tear up. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know you know what I mean, right? Mm. So I, I think that the world so needs this message and these messages of love. What if we came from that place rather than a hostile place? Like it, the planet can either be a violent, hostile place, or it could be a loving, compassionate, caring place. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's profound. I can feel we went deep real quick, which is beautiful. I love it. Yeah. We we really we really did go deep real quick, and I I found it to be interesting. What before I might have said coincidental, but not so. That I discovered I was making myself physically sick. Yes. You know, just shortly before COVID hit, and the world was physically sick. <laughs> and I one of the one of the messages not in the book. You know, some of my dialogues with love itself. I don't I didn't put in there, but was just that message that you are making your divisiveness is what is making you physically sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, it's such an important point, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. But mm -hmm. I, I was also really paying attention. You were talking about, I think, being at breakfast. And then mm -hmm. you had this realization that you were, you know, eating the news and it wasn't... <laughs> right I, and it didn't exactly like i caught that i went oh oh yeah that's right what am i what am i ingesting here what am i swallowing yes yeah, what, what is my constant diet right so uh the news um quite often in my opinion is just fear porn 
and we just get caught on that and then we start grinding away at it and, and it's triggering i mean it triggers mm -hmm. the amygdala that fight or flight response so we're just living in that constantly and we don't even realize mm -hmm. yeah it's a really good point so anyway this is a great uh, uh place for us to take a little a station break and i want to remind everybody that uh, my guest today janine miller delaney Delaney, right? Delaney. Yeah. yeah. Her beautiful book, Your Indelible Worth, A Spiritual Journey Dedicated to Your Highest Self. Just go order it right now. It is, like I said, it's a it's a combination a devotional journal. She's got exercises and meditations. Like, like we'll talk more about the book when we get back from the break. But you know, my my inclination is just open it up and see what it's going to say to me right? <laughs> like right now it says, I will align all as needed, which is what Loretta needs to hear today. So uh, we're going to take a little station break. Don't go away. Uh, we will be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Ah, uh, Benny picks the best music. Benny, can you just come and play music at my house all the time? A 24-hour DJ on rotation. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, I think that's a yes. <laughs> when am I going to sleep? To my place, please. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> well, maybe part of it could just be on a, a loop, right? And then you could come in, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure you I can know? make that work. I got a feeling a lot of people out there just raised their hand and yeah, said, right? "Yes, me too." <laughs> now I'm in such high demand. Yeah, I am a musician. I love music. And, and to me, it helps express uh, so many, many things. So sometimes I just sit around and listen to music. That's my my break. So anyway, I am Loretta Brown. My guest today, Janine Miller Delaney, Your Indelible Worth. I want to remind people these shows are archived on the KKNW 1150 archives for the original Loretta Brown show. You can download them anytime you want. We're on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, uh, we're all over the place. I quite often find the shows in, in incredible, strange places. Like, wow, I didn't know it was there, right? And we're also uh, 1150K, uh, KKNW YouTube. So welcome back. We're talking about love. Hmm. And we're talking about your indelible worth. So I want to talk about your book, um, you've written your book in in a very specific way you have um well i'll let you explain it like how have you set this book up and how do we how do we approach it okay so 
it felt to me like over the course of at least a year, love itself, this voice had taken me on a journey, on a journey of healing and just reshaping all of my internal toxic messaging or destructive messages and teaching me how to stay closer to that voice of love itself and let go of, you know, just so much of the destructive stuff. And what I discovered in just looking back through all those pages is of messages, it seemed to be that there were 12 core lessons that love was trying to teach me repeatedly. So I broke the book down into these 12 lessons. And each uh, lesson then, each chapter, begins with my own kind of personal story and Mm -hmm. aha moment. And sometimes I've got more of my dialogues with love itself in those or, or messages that had come to me that pertain to that particular lesson. So that it opens with that. And I, I use quotes from a course in miracles and a course of love because those have just been so profound for me and helping me to clear away the emotional blocks to being able to be aware of love's presence in my life. And then uh, it goes into daily uh, messages from love itself. So these were the direct messages that I've received, which I have to say, I really believe apply to every single one of us. I don't think my struggles are different from most. <laughs> and <laughs> I think we are all just you know, overwhelmed with kind of what we call in the Course of Miracles, just the ego messaging. And actually what love love itself calls that, just all of the the voices of shame and judgment and shoulds and and fear-based messages. So so you each each morning I suggest that you first meditate so that you can let the mind be still of the ego messaging a little bit more so that you can absorb the message that you're reading and let it soak into you. From a therapy standpoint, we need to have the felt sense of that new truth to be able to shift and let go of the old ones. So that to me is why it's so important to let our minds be still and really read these messages and take them in slowly read them a couple times, read them out loud, read them with somebody else. For me, I've discovered I I might pick one message and I just pick it up and read it through the whole, you know, throughout the day. Some days I'll just, I'm like you, like you mentioned, I'll just say, love, what, what would you have me hear? You know, where, and I'll just open it. And my husband and I just did that the the other day you know, okay, we're just going to randomly open it and see what the message is. And it was just, just amazing how fitting it was. It was exactly what we needed. Uh, I'll say more about that actually, after I explain this. So, so to allow ourselves to absorb the message, and then there's a journaling prompt, a reflective prompt to help you integrate it a little bit more and to help you, you know, release some of the blocks from the ego messaging and integrate the truth a little bit more. And then at the end of each uh, lesson, there's a meditation that you can take pieces of maybe to make as a mantra for yourself and hold on to or post up somewhere. And then at the very end of the book, there are uh, what I call 
exercises for emotional clearing and deeper absorbing. So there's some, some exercises that for me just are very powerful when you're feeling really stuck to help you kind of move through that stuckness so that you can get to the place of absorbing the messages or others are more focused on really just absorbing the truth, just moving back into the, that union. Um, I know you have a lot more to say, but I, I want to pull a couple of things out. Um, this idea to, to kind of stop for a moment and meditate before you actually get into it, like check in with yourself. Like, how am I doing Am I in a receptive place? Am I not? I think a lot of people jump over this and, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people in, in my experience and probably a lot of the work I do is to help people stop and just take a, just look at yourself, look at your situation. Um, let your feelings be here. Let your emotions be here. Because in, if you don't know where you're at, like, right. Um, how, how can you get to where you want to go? Right. Because that's the adjustment, right? Absolutely. If we're blocking emotion, then we're blocking ourselves from receiving the message that love itself would have for us. I'm also thinking, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. So that's, that's what can be so transformational is if we allow ourselves to bring our grief and our pain and open that space up so that we can hold it up and be willing then to receive the love that is there for us. But we can't receive it if we're, if we're just shutting down the emotions. Yes, yes, exactly. And I was uh, thinking about, uh, someone I was working with recently who literally said <laughs> kind of like this, I don't want to receive it. <laughs> right. right? Well, that says it all. Yes. <laughs> I've had it with everything, right? To include that. Right. <laughs> so um, I think we could chuckle about it. That's good. But you've got it set up in a really beautiful way. Yeah. But, yeah. but we do that. And I notice it with myself. I've had, you know, I had that really powerful experience. And then I, for years, I don't think I fully let myself integrate and accept the truth that love was trying to speak to me. It took me another 15 years till I said, okay, I'm willing. What else would you have me hear? And it's, it's kind of, it, I think it's the ego messaging that just wants us to keep in that denial, that place where no, this can't be real. Love wouldn't speak to us. You know, it's not that close. Yeah, and I, I uh, we're obviously on the same thread here. I was thinking that people listening might be saying, well, I I can't do that. I I can't, you know, ask love, what, what do you want? What have you got for me today? And get some answer. Um, so talk a little more about that because that is the ego mind for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. My... Um, my colleague and I, she's another therapist, we do um, our own podcast called Divine Chaos. And we were just talking about that, this whole concept, you know, and the title was, can love, re can love itself, can the divine really be speaking to me? And I think it really just takes willingness. Now, maybe we all, we all hear and receive love's presence in different ways. So it may not come as words. It may come as some other felt sense. Yeah. And for your, your listeners, it might even be that love has already had moments where it was trying to break free, but you 
perhaps, you know, did we not give ourselves permission to acknowledge our worthiness to receive that, to recognize that love would want to reach us? Yes, exactly. And I, I, I think love can find us mm-hmm. where we're at. And you're right, it isn't always um, hearing, right? Mm-hmm. People have different abilities, different antenna styles. Um, but I sometimes tell people, you know, if you are looking at your life and your life is getting very loud, and what I mean by that is there's all kinds of things happening in your life, it's very possible that love is trying to talk to you, trying to mm-hmm. get your attention. Right. Well, and I would also say, I, I think the most therapeutic, of course, thing I could have done for myself was to commit to turning off all the external noise that was just perpetuating the ego messaging, the messages of fear, and really brought my pain to to love. And just, I would write, you know, this is all the things I was struggling with, because we have to open our hearts with with the the thing that's that's hurting us, like I, I'm repeating myself, right? But then, but then we're removing the blocks to our awareness of love's presence by letting ourselves open up where the where the grief is, where the sadness is, yeah. so that then we can be willing to receive. Um, I I don't know if this is uh, something you can do, but can you share with the listening audience, like? You know, if they're stuck in some negative thinking pattern or they're blocked, what is one thing that they can do to help move through that and without giving away your book, right? <laughs> um, when you're, and we talk a lot about this on our, on our podcast as well, it really, I, I have a kind of a process that I feel like fits with what love was teaching me. And I call it the para process which is kind of like love itself is like the the parasail that comes along next to us and lifts us up. And, and it fits for me because it's, it also invoking the parasympathetic nervous system, which is this, you know, it's calming the central nervous system, bringing everything down back to, back to balance. And the four pieces to that are P, which stands for peace of the ego mind. So first teaching yourself, more and more to notice when the ego is speaking, to be able to say, oh, I see you. Okay, that's the ego. That's not my truth. And so learning how to just notice it enough to say, okay, so I'm not necessarily going to listen <laughs> so that the the mind can be still so that we can listen for the voice of love itself instead. And then the A stands for two words. One, allowing, allowing ourselves to have our feelings. So to start a journaling process where we just bring our feelings to love itself, to the divine, whatever, your higher self, that compassionate voice within you, whatever fits for you. So just to allow ourselves to have our feelings. And then the second part is absorbing, to allow ourselves to then be open. And this is where I think reading these messages is kind of like a bridge until you can begin to hear the voice of compassion within you or that voice of love itself. You can know that love is reaching you through these messages. And that's the thing that I've experienced is so profound is that I'll just get 
messages from other people saying, oh, this struck me, you know, this was just what I needed to hear. And I had no idea, you know, it just seems like that that divine timing comes perfectly. So, so in that process, so allowing ourselves to absorb the loving truth we need to hear. And then in the R, there, there starts to just naturally flow a remembering. You start to remember who you are. Mm. And, and then to begin to journal in that way, what I'm remembering, what truth I'm allowing myself to begin to get in touch with. And then that naturally leads to the A, which is the awakening, this reality that we are actually one with the union of all. And the, and the coolest part about that that I've discovered is that when we allow ourselves to move back into that oneness, that's where we then have the co-creative power to, yeah. to change our lives, to create the life we so desire. That is a wonderful. I really like it. It, it was making me think of uh, something that you said earlier, too, that the divisiveness is really what's causing a lot of the pain, right? Mm -hmm. So that we moving back into love, moving back into the one, the oneness. Right. And even just to check whose voice am I listening to? Am I listening to the voice of fear, the ego messages, or am I listening to the voice of love? Well, and also because if we've been listening to the voice of fear, we're really tuned into that. And so in my opinion, this is like, can you hear the voice of love? Can you receive it? Will you open to it? It's like someone who loves you that's come along and they've said, I love you. And you're like, what? Who's that? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Right? Yeah, yeah, you just and sometimes you just say talk to the hand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even believe it anymore. You know? <laughs> that can't be true. We don't even realize. We don't even realize that we're blocking it because we don't realize we don't feel worthy. Yeah, we have to get to that place of acknowledging I'm, I'm trying to let myself recognize I'm worthy. Yeah. I'm worthy of hearing you. I'm worthy of being in, in union with you. Yeah, I'm willing. I'm open. I'll yeah. take one tiny toe step towards you. Yes, just you know, a carefully, like, wait a minute, right? <laughs> just a baby toe in the, in the water, you know, yeah. just a shallow end even. So of your 12 lessons, do you have one that is the most meaningful to you or one that helped you the most? Well, there are two, sorry. Um, you the, didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> they all help me tremendously, but yeah, thank you. I can have, I can have You, you can have 12. I, <laughs> okay, yes, pick 12. Um, the very first message I received that just really just blew me away. And I still, you know, can repeat most of it. You know, when you believe that you are separate from me, of course, you, you're going to feel afraid and alone and fearful. What you have forgotten, my child, is that I never left you. And, and just that, that truth that there actually is no separation. And, and, for me, you know, from a therapy standpoint, I come from like working the tasks of grief and it, the first loss we need to allow ourselves to acknowledge is that we believed we were separate and therefore we feel abandoned and alone and afraid. And so allowing ourselves to move out of the denial of that and come to accept that we are not separate and alone. 
so that one is is really powerful and it really just blends right into the second one which is the power of our union because when i'm in that space you know some people call it like the unified field when i'm in that space of knowing my oneness then i know that there is nothing lacking within me and all flows just beautifully and i don't have to that i can just enjoy life i can just be me yeah, I'm, I was thinking while you were talking, number one, they're all the messages are all beautiful, but I really like those two, especially because we're coming out of a couple of years of um, lockdown, you know, here in King County, you, we spent a lot of time in lockdown um, and isolation and separation. And many, many people, you know, like, I'm also a mental health counselor, right? So a lot of the things that are coming out of people are can I go back out? Will it, will I be okay? Or I'm not sure I want to go back out. I'm fine in my little cocoon here. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're also right. feeling so alone. Right. Right. And that just perpetuates even more fear and isolation. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to be able to connect to the, the divine, the voice of love within us and, and through each other, which I think is what your show is offering you know, that sense of connection. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really helpful for people to also know, like you said something earlier, um, we're all human, we're all going through the human experience. And I, I don't remember who it said, it might be Ram Dass, we're all just walking each other back home, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we really, yeah. really are. Yeah. And you, I, I think, you know, when we're younger, we kind of get caught up in the ego messaging and trying to earn our worth and feeling like we need to be, you know, somebody better than we already are. Somebody <laughs> need to reinvent ourselves. And then as we get on in years, we start to realize, oh, that was all wrong. I already am who I was meant to be. I don't need to work so hard. I, I'm allowed to just be me. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think that's the awakening that happens within your indelible worth within this journey is this realization that I am already the light that I was meant to be. I don't need to be somebody different than I am. When people realize this, and that's a broad stroke, how does that change their life? Yeah, that is a broad stroke. It's <laughs> big. I think it's, it's just liberating and joyful and exciting and just just fun you get to return back which is another lesson you know just to return back into your natural state like your childlike state where you get to just enjoy life and stop worrying so much you get to trust you get to be free to be who you really are we've been really tuned into uh, america's got talent and one of the singers i i heard her say specifically it's just great to just be who I am. I don't know how she worded it, but it was to that, just to be who you, just to be you. Yes. That's it. That's just liberating to just let yourself be you. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's one of the hardest things. I, I always say that's been my work for, for 30 years is peeling back the layers so people could just be who they're meant to be. Could you just be right. who you're meant to be? Because we need your gifts. We need your yeah. presence and we need your beautiful love. You yeah. said, um, earlier, you said something about um, opening a book and getting a message, and maybe you might revisit that later. Um, oh, did you want to yeah. bring that out in the last couple of minutes? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, 
for me, these messages are transformative in themselves as you let yourself integrate them. But the other aha I just had was just remembering how many people have come to me. Like when I first was receiving these messages, I had a life coach who I was working with because I was needing to move through the blocks that kept me from writing the book, right? And I read to her one of my first messages and she just started crying and it was just what she needed to hear. And to me, that's what's so beautiful about love. You know, I have people texting me saying, you know, one of my friend's husbands, who's not a feely, touchy kind of guy usually. (laughs) And he sent me this long text. You know, they're dealing with the loss of their beloved dog. And he said, this just spoke to me. This just helped me heal. And it's just, I, I think that's just what's so beautiful is that love itself is still speaking to each person as the, in the way that we need to receive it. And so, you know, if you're not to, to be able to open these messages at any point and just say, okay, what, what is it you need, you know, I need to hear, what would you say to me? I I think that just happens time and time again. Love just nails it. This is what you need to hear. And it's just right there. Yeah, it's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're down to like our last minute. (laughs) Where can they find you and any last message? Ah, real quickly. Yeah, so I have um, a website called theheartsway.org. All just one word, theheartsway.org. And I'm on Facebook. It's at Heartsway Official. And you can find us also on our podcast, Divine Chaos, Spiritual Awakenings, Psychotherapy, and the Jacked Up Journey of Our Life. And that's on a lot of different platforms. (laughs) Ruth and I like to have fun with this. (laughs) It is a jacked up journey. (laughs) It is divine chaos. Yeah, totally. And I am transitioning more so from the counseling aspect into the spiritual coaching and guidance So feel free to reach out to me at Janine at theheartsway.org. If you, you know, would like a a short consult as far as spiritual growth and um, just moving through these lessons and and shifting the blocks. Uh, Wonderful. I want to let the listening audience know too, that you have great meditations. So uh, Janine Miller Delaney, you're indelible worth. Thank you so much for being on our show. And to everybody listening, have fun this week. Enjoy the moon.